Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, singer, songwriter, actor, voiceover artist, and passionate amateur cook. I believe in making the best of every situation, and since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking from scratch, I've not only started feeling much better, but also fallen in love with cooking completely. Join me for my weekly food topic and recipe here on my podcast, and check out my website for the transcripts and more. Now let's get on to today's topic and recipe. Welcome to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin, and this week we are talking spices in the kitchen. Bland or red hot are not your two options. Spices are wonderful, amazing, magical, and probably a bigger part of why you love certain dishes than you realize. A well-seasoned meal is truly so much of the time what will make guests go, what is your secret? And the awesome thing is, it can even stay a secret if you wish, because once the spice goes in, it's pretty much invisible. So what spices should you have in your cupboard? Honestly, I can't really give you a straight up list. Well, I'm going to at the end of this. But what you should have really depends if you are into proper hot spicy food or at least like to flirt with it, what kind of cuisine you are a fan of and so much more. The great news is spices, at least dry ground versions, are usually really, really cheap. And I mean insanely cheap if you keep track of how long you have some of these in your cupboard because you don't need that much every time. So if you are curious about playing around with spices, and let me just emphasize, this may be the best way for you to learn to cook unique dishes, then I would just grab two or three new ones for the next handful of shopping trips you take. Do a tidy of your kitchen cupboard first, though, and check what you have so you don't get any duplicates. You may have some saffron that you've neglected for the last two years and it's probably still fine. If you have a lovely meal at a restaurant and you can't put your finger on what smells or tastes so good, you are allowed to ask the waiter or chef unless they are extremely protective of their recipes. They will most likely just be flattered and share it with you. What I've found fun is discovering how different cultures love the same spices but use them quite differently. I was super frustrated when I was trying to find cardamom when I started cooking, living in the UK. One of the most distinctive smells from my childhood in Norway is cardamom. We use it a lot in baking and cooking of sweet dishes like Norwegian waffles, which are the best, sweet buns and other pastry. But in the UK, cardamom is associated with Indian cuisine. And yes, I'm sure they used it for us Norwegians. And the cardamom you could buy here would only come in pods rather than the ground that I was used to. And the reason is that in savoury dishes, you might not need very much at all. And you'll just throw in a couple of pods to add flavour like you would with bay leaves or you'd ground one or two and put the powder in. When making sweet Norwegian desserts with cardamom, however, you sometimes use up to a teaspoon or even more, and that's a lot of work grounding the seeds from the pod every time. Anyway, I'm going on about something pretty niche here, but my point is that I had to go on a bit more of a hunt for one of my more beloved spices. But once I did, I ordered a big batch which will last me a long time. 
most of the other spices I use I've bought from my local supermarket. Most shops have a pretty big selection, actually. So get a few new ones and test them out. You might recognize the smell and be like, oh, so that's what that is. I love that. I've had that experience a few times on my amateur cooking journey. So what about those spice mixes that you can buy from the shop, like Everyday Spice, which I've already told you I love, taco mix, jerk seasoning, curry powder, similar. I use those all the time. There's no shame in that. And I hope I've made it clear by now that the From Scratch body is not about joining some From Scratch cult where a high-pitched alarm goes off every second you use something ready-made. Not at all. Some of those spice mixes are magical. I can often not put my finger on exactly what makes them so delicious which makes me a bit wary of them too. But they often have a great mix of all the things you need for your favorite dishes. You will see some of them pop up in my recipes and you're welcome to use a mix yourself or mix it together from scratch. What I will say is this, mixing it yourself will put you back in control, especially of how much salt you use. We often season something with salt and pepper and then add a spice mix, which most likely has salt in it as well often why it's so tasty. Salt brings out flavors and that's why we love it. But it might not be the highest quality salt that is best for your heart and your meal might be tasty, but you find yourself dehydrated afterwards without understanding why you didn't put that much salt in, right? Also, for some of us, there might be some preservatives and other not quite natural ingredients in those mixes that don't agree with us. And I want to just direct your attention to it as you might forget about that when trying to identify how you felt after a meal. Maybe chili is fine for you, but maybe not in a mix of other spices and preservatives and flavor enhancers. So this can be different for all of us and even vary from day to day. Lastly, you really do feel like a badass master chef when you put a big old dash of cumin, a bit of garlic, a pinch of chili, some smoked paprika and some cayenne pepper instead of just a bag of taco spice mix. Because what I listed there is pretty much what that is. So grab a glass of cumin and smell it. You will understand what I mean. And this is the quickest way to learning what spices you love. Just read the ingredients on the back of the pack and then try to recreate it yourself. You can get pretty close, even if it's not entirely identical. With all that being said, here are my suggestions for some of the staple spices that can really elevate your from scratch cooking. The rest of this list will consist of dried ground spices, but I will definitely recommend having a good bit of garlic and some chilies in your cupboard. I store garlic in the cupboard and chilies in the fridge you might do it differently. They last a long time and nothing beats chopping up some of the real stuff and adding it to your dishes. It's so amazing. Garlic powder is a nice backup if you're out of garlic and it's a quick and easy way to add some flavor. Chili powder, I use it all the time. Salt, sea salt, both fine and coarse. These will come up in so many recipes and are much better for you. Cumin, great for a huge amount of dishes, Mexican and Indian inspired, especially in my experience. Cayenne pepper gives a lovely but kind kick. Pepper, both black and white. I mean, have you ever stopped to notice how great pepper makes food? Do. Ground cardamom, if you're wondering why you were not paying attention earlier. Paprika, regular and smoked. The former is very mild, but it gives a gorgeous color and the latter is tasty and really fun. Onion salt or onion powder really elevates so many dishes. It's brilliant. Oregano, I love. It makes my heart smile. 
or mixed herbs work really well too for a lot of Italian-inspired dishes. Garam masala, just absolute must-have for any curry or Indian dishes that you play around with at home. And some mixes that are nice to have that I love, everyday spice, hot and mild curry powder, depends on your preference. And yes, even some taco mix if you like. It's totally fine. I won't judge because I use them too. And let me finish by flying the flag for MSG. If you are still under the impression that MSG is some mysterious, horrible flavor enhancer only found in Chinese food, let me be utterly clear when I say that this has been widely debunked. And the truth is, MSG is found in tons of food that you eat without realizing and probably without feeling bad afterwards. You can even buy it yourself and cook with it. It is totally safe and delicious. And of course, as I have experienced myself, we all react differently to different types of food. So I cannot personally guarantee that you won't react to MSG because I'm not your doctor, but you are just as likely to react to any other type of food. So please don't ask your local Chinese takeaway to not use MSG. It's just silly and frankly insulting. And try to cook with a pinch of it yourself. Where do you stand on spices? Can you handle the heat? Or do you just like a little taste of flavour? What are some of your favourite spices in the kitchen? What did I forget? Share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. And now on to this week's recipe, which is cauliflower tacos. Cauliflower has a group of substances known as glucosinolates. I hope I pronounced that right. As you chew and digest it, these substances are broken down into compounds that may help prevent cancer. They help protect cells from damage and have anti-inflammatory, this might be why I love it so much, antiviral and antibacterial effects. I learned this from WebMD, so you can check out what they have to say about who should be careful eating too much cauliflower, including people with thyroid issues, people with IBS or Crohn's, or those who take blood thinners. One serving of cauliflower also contains 100% of your recommended daily vitamin C intake. So immune system for the win, that's great. Here's my confession. I really love snacking on raw cauliflower. When I cook with it, about a fifth of it goes in my mouth instead of in the pan. Anyway, that might just be me. Now, I just want to add one more thing to the people who are a bit skeptical about using a vegetable to create something that we love with meat in it normally. My boyfriend, who is not always super keen on everything veggie and like vegan versions of stuff, but he was blown away, and I'm not joking, he was blown away by this dish. He asked me like three times if there was definitely no meat in it. So if you manage to simmer it well, get a bit of creaminess from the soft cheese in there and just nail it with the spices, this will be your new favorite way of eating tacos, I promise, and your family's, your partner's, or your friend's favorite too. Okay, Enough talk about the cauliflower, let's make cauliflower tacos. This serves two people and this is what you need. Olive oil for cooking, one onion, one clove of garlic, half of or an entire small fresh red chilli, a small cauliflower head, a pinch of salt and pepper to taste, and then your spices. This is important. You can have about a teaspoon of 
each of these or so, but figure out your own combination. You can cut out any you don't have or you don't want in there. Cumin is the most important, in my opinion, to create that familiar sort of taco flavor. Cayenne pepper is great. Garlic powder, in addition to the garlic, if you like. Some paprika, smoked paprika is great. Chili powder, I love hot chili powder. You can throw in a bit of everyday spice or similar things in there to taste. Or you can just use a ready-made taco spice mix. That's totally cool too. You need a generous dash of tomato puree stock, some vegetable or beef stock. As I said before, people have different reasons for cooking with vegetables. It might not be that they're doing a complete veggie version. So if that's not that important to you, you can put some beef stock in there. A handful of cherry tomatoes or some chopped up normal tomatoes. And this is the fun bit. Any leftover vegetables that you might want to use if you have half a courgette, that's a zucchini for you Americans. If you have a bit of uh, carrot, if you have a few mushrooms or anything that you have in your fridge that you just want to chuck in, it's going to be lovely. Add some texture, add some nutrition as well. So go crazy. Roam through your fridge and see what you need to get rid of. A dash of hot sauce. I love buffalo sauce in this or some Tabasco is great too. And then I recommend a generous tablespoon of cream cheese for added creaminess. It is optional. Or you can add some spinach as a healthy option. If you put some spinach in the blender for a few seconds, anyone who makes smoothies with spinach will know this. It really adds a lot of creaminess. So if you want to do a healthier or vegan option, you can put some blended spinach in there or just chuck some spinach in as it is. Some cheese cheddar for me vegan options are absolutely fine too and you might want to have some guacamole to top it with or some creme fraiche or some natural yogurt is lovely too to add to it at the end so this is what you do you cut the onion fine and you cook it over low heat in a pan with olive oil very much like we started our bolognese last week after a few minutes you add the garlic and the fresh chili and a tiny bit of water just keep it cooking on medium to low heat for a, for a good while. You rinse, then you cut or rip the cauliflower head into small bits and put them in a blender for a couple of seconds. It can still have some bigger chunks. It depends how fine you want your taco mince. If you did do the bolognese last week, you will recognize what I'm saying here. It's a very similar start to the recipe. You will understand now why you can just chuck in some of the bolognese if you have any left over. If you don't have a blender, doesn't matter. You can just chop it up with a knife. Cauliflower is super easy to chop finely. Add it in the pan and increase the heat a little bit and then add a bit more water. If it feels too wet, do not worry. We do need a bit of water to be soaked up by the cauliflower so that it softens properly. And if you have any of that leftover cauliflower bolognese that I talked about, you could just chuck that in now, now that you've put in the cauliflower. So here you can start adding some seasoning. If you're using a ready-made taco spice mix, just tip in a tiny bit at a time. Just mix it well. If you're doing all the spices yourself, go ahead and put in a bit of each. You can go back and listen to what I listed or you can check it on the website. 
thefromscratchbody.com. It's all on there. And make sure to taste along the way to see what it needs more of for you. Then you can mix in a dash of the tomato puree and add the stock of your choice. If you're using a cube, you can drizzle in the whole thing. If you use a pot, then half is plenty. And uh, keep in mind that when you salt this dish, that stock is quite salty. So you might need less salt than you think. Stock is completely optional, by the way. You don't have to put it in. If you have a bit of Worcester sauce, that totally works too for a bit of that lovely kind of meaty taste. Then drop in the cherry tomatoes, rinsed and halved already before you put them in. Then you just mix everything well and you let it simmer on medium heat for a good while. At this point, have a little taste, see if you want to add some more spices. If you want to go for extra creaminess, you can add in a bit of the soft cheese here and mix well. Then check the spice levels again because that makes it quite a lot milder. Go for what fits your taste. I love adding a dash of hot sauce or Tabasco or as I said, the buffalo sauce. Try it, honestly. It adds the perfect kick. Now, while the mix is simmering, get your taco shells or your tortillas ready, depending on what you're using, according to the instructions on your package. Or if you are making homemade tortillas, which I'm going to teach you very soon, have the dough ready before you make the taco mix and make them in a pan now while the taco mix is simmering. Once the shells and tortillas are warm and your cauliflower taco mix is gooey, warm and smells delicious, fill your tacos up and top with grated cheese and a little blob of guacamole on top or yogurt or creme fraiche and enjoy. That's it. That's your cauliflower tacos. It's so easy to make. You can go back and listen to what I said a hundred times if you need to, or you could just go to thefromscratchbody.com and you will see the entire recipe in front of you. But do be brave and make it your own. Now, I just want to add as well that, you know, I said that you can add in some leftover vegetables that you might have in the fridge. You can really add anything that might be nice. If you have a few pieces of chicken left from yesterday's meal, chop them small and throw them in. Definitely early if they are uncooked so that you can see them cooking well through. And if they are already cooked, you just have, you know, some leftover from your dinner yesterday. You can put them in a bit later in with a cauliflower. You can add a pepper if that's lying around, some pineapple makes it kind of a Hawaiian taco, sweet corn, beans, curly kale. I mean, there is really no stopping you trying new things. And I would love to hear and see how you got on. So please share your recipe with me on Instagram and tag the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. I'm so excited to see how that worked out for you. I'll see you next week for another topic and recipe. Remember to cook from scratch. Your body will thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.